Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Coping Cabana. I'm sorry and happy you're here. I'm your host, Alexa. You're probably wondering, what's with the fucking cabana music? And I promise I'll get to that, but I want us to get on the same page first. So if you stumbled upon this podcast, I'm guessing that someone you love died and now you don't know what to do with yourself. Maybe you're struggling with the traditional self-help methods because there's not a lot of advice for going through the five stages of grief five times a day. Or maybe you're one step removed from grief and you're trying to support someone you love as they adjust to their new reality. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you and I are in the same boat. I'm not an expert on this topic besides the fact that I'm grieving too. I know what it feels like because I'm going through it. It's still fresh for me. I'm looking for people to go through it with and I want to be that for you too. I know there are a ton of other grief resources and podcasts for you to choose from, so Why pick me, choose me, love me? If I've learned anything through my own grief, it's to protect your time and energy and be thoughtful about where it gets spent. So that's why you should only listen to this podcast if you actually like me. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, and if I seem like someone you would like to hang out with, well, then that is wonderful. And I welcome you to the coping cabana with open arms, a box of tissues, and a margarita, if that's your jam. If not... That's okay. I completely understand. Like I said, your time and energy is precious, especially while your heart is hurting. So who am I? Who am I? Well, let me start by telling you who I was before my life changed last summer. In February of 2022, I had just taken the biggest risk of my life and moved to the Pacific Northwest on nothing but a gut feeling and a burning need to find myself. I was feeling so chronically stuck for someone with dreams as big as I had. I was too comfortable and saw my life heading in one direction when I knew I was supposed to go in another. Being the oldest child of four, constantly with friends and in an almost decade-long relationship, I couldn't remember a time in my life when I was alone. A big part of my identity was based around who I was to other people. I prided myself on being a fantastic friend and partner, always a phone call away from anyone who needed me. And those are obviously good things to be, but I was losing myself. I remember having an out-of-body moment where it felt like my soul was looking down on my physical body, looking around at my environment and asking myself, is this it for me? Is this what my life is supposed to look like? Are you going to settle down before you ever experience life on your own? And the next thought was, you need to leave. I could have gone to a friend's or to live with my parents, but nope, my heart and my head both said, You need to move to a new city you've never been by yourself. And you're not going to tell anyone, including your mom, that you're turning your life upside down. That's the thing about me. It's always all or nothing. Everything is meaningful and grand, no matter how big or small. So coming up here was me taking my life into my own hands. And that meant prioritizing myself and my desires for the first time in my life and causing a lot of breakage in basically every other relationship I had. If you need an image of me in your head at this time, I was eat, pray, loving the fuck out of the first part of the year. During that time, my nine-year relationship came to an abrupt end. It felt like I was losing everything I'd come to know and rely on in pursuit of focusing on my own growth. And it was devastating and wonderful and everything in between. And then, probably because it was the last thing on my mind, I found myself in a completely unexpected whirlwind romance better than any movie I'd ever seen. I'm a cancer, okay? More importantly, I fell in love with myself, maybe for the first time in my life. 
So what do I do to fund this romantic comedy life? I lead an innovation and community team at a fast-growing startup. In the male-dominated tech industry, I had to quote-unquote girl boss before that term had lost all of its meaning in order to create a space for myself. And for me, that meant deciding I was the woman for the job, creating my own job titles and descriptions, and eventually getting put in charge of some really cool shit while empowering other young professionals to do the same. I can't do basic arithmetic, but I can roll out of bed and directly onto a Zoom call and lead it. What you really need to know about this part of my life is that I've made a career of building communities and creating high-value content for them. So I know everyone in the world has a podcast at this point, but interviewing isn't just something I'm taking my first stab at here. I've hosted two successful podcasts before. I've interviewed guests like Mark Cuban and Simon Sinek for work and so many amazing female marketing executives for an old pandemic passion project. I love doing it because the lessons and pieces of advice that come from every interview are so profound and applicable, and I love sharing that with others. It's energizing to learn about people's stories and pick out certain aspects that I think my audience would benefit from hearing more about. I even interviewed Barbara Corcoran, and she quite literally told me that I would succeed at anything I do because she's good at spotting winners. Let's hope she was right. So there I was. Loving my job, loving my new relationship, loving my new quirky Portlandia life, everything was starting to take shape the way I'd always envisioned it. I made this gigantic change, it actually worked out, and I felt so proud and genuinely content. No other gigantic changes were supposed to happen to me. I was gearing up for the best birthday weekend ever with my siblings, friends, and parents. But then it happened. On June 22nd, 2022, I lost my mom unexpectedly, four days before my 28th birthday. And as you can expect, it absolutely fucked me the fuck up. So who am I now? The first word that comes to mind is different in almost every way. When you experience an excruciating pain like this, you're chemically different. This bright and driven person I was before still exists in me, but she shares a home with a hurt little girl who just lost her mom. I think I've become softer with myself and others. I'm confused. I'm hurting. There will be three weeks where I don't cry and then spend an entire day sobbing, missing my mom. Everything I do or think is accompanied by the thought of her. Sometimes I feel so lost and beg to go back to life before. There's a lot of days where I feel like I'm on dissociative autopilot zombie mode where I'm just going through the motions. And then there are other days where I've never appreciated every moment of my life more. I've retreated into myself and I spend more time alone than I ever have. I've learned about friendship and who sticks with you during hard times. I have crazy ass dreams about my mom all the time and try to channel her through light fixtures. I started cooking like a madwoman, which is weird because one, I never really cooked before, and two, I only do it in the middle of the night. It's honestly the healthiest and most creative thing I do to keep my mind from spiraling. My mom wasn't the most touchy-feely, huggy type of mom, and our relationship was definitely complicated. But she showed her love through food and acts of service. She always said, presentation is everything. And even though I spent so much of my life vowing not to become her, I can't help but feel her presence when I finish plating a perfect Thai basil panna cotta at 3 a.m. I also started making videos on TikTok to channel my grief into something I thought could help other people too. And this podcast is an extension of that mission. So what can you expect from this podcast? 
Well, in its broadest form, this is a way for me to sort my shit out and to help you sort yours out too. And my plan for this is twofold. My first goal is to do what I'm best at, community building. When I lost my mom, one of the only things that helped me was talking to someone who had been through it. If someone has not experienced a significant loss, they can't truly know the depth of your feeling. They can empathize with it, and we are so blessed for the people who try to. But there is something healing about sharing in the depth of that feeling with someone who knows it. So that's what I'll be doing with our guests. Real people who've experienced significant loss will share their stories to give us advice on what worked and what didn't the days, months, and years after. We'll talk through topics like how friendships change, going back to work, setting boundaries, how to find support that's right for you, creative and healthy ways to channel your grief, how grief manifests in your body, and finding your loved one through signs. And of course, I'll be asking you for topics you'd like to explore. You'll get a sense of community and camaraderie that you may not have a lot of when it comes to this part of your life right now. I've been to grief spells and other grief-centric events where it's essentially a sob fest, and I do think it's important to honor your sadness. However, I'm more interested in using this platform to hear how grieving people have found joy and hope and comfort in the aftermath. My second goal for this is to normalize discussions about death and loss. Death and grief are universal experiences, yet most of us still don't know what to do or say when it happens to us or the people we love. I'm curious to find out how the way we're taught about death informs the way we grieve and how we can change those early conversations to better prepare us for the inevitable. In order to do that, I will also be talking to guests with specialized knowledge in death, grief, and spirituality. My hope is that their unique perspective on a topic that is typically taboo will offer you and me a bit more peace. I'll be talking to spiritual healers, hospice workers, students focusing on death, trauma experts, and sociologists. And for those of you who aren't currently grieving, there's going to be someone in your life who goes through this. And my hope is that by listening to this podcast, you'll know how to be their safe place because you'll have a growing arsenal of tips and tools to rely on. Not only will you learn how to support someone who's grieving, you'll understand what's going on in their inner world and why your specific support is so important. These are difficult topics, and we are definitely going to walk the line. But that's the type of person I am, and if you've made it this far, it's probably the type of person you are too. So, about that cabana music. Everything surrounding grief is so traditionally sad and depressing, like we aren't sad and depressed enough already. When you're experiencing loss, you feel so drained, emotionally, physically, and mentally, just like a long day in the sun. The Coping Cabana is your metaphorical shade where you can join me, our guests, and most importantly, other people who know what we are experiencing because they're going through it too. We can just exist here together every episode. And beyond that gorgeous metaphor, I'm not going to lie, making a pun out of an upbeat Barry Manilow nightclub song in reference to grief and loss just makes me and my producer Summer laugh. All that being said, I will leave you with this. If you need a place to feel less alone in your loss, to laugh to keep from crying without feeling guilty, to listen to the lessons of those who have gone through it, and to feel connected to your loved one while they're loving you from another dimension, you're in the right place. Grab your grief and stay a while. We'll get through this together. 